you're listening to The Language Experiment, the show that's all about raising multilingual children. I'm Kaisa Martiskainen. And I'm Camilo Lakis. And we'll explore how parents can help their kids become fluent in more than one language. So sit back, relax, and let's dive in. Welcome to our basement again. Hey, everyone. Welcome to our second episode. Hello. Of the Language Experiment Podcast. So happy that you're here with us. And in this episode, we are going to talk a little bit more about our personal story, really the, the basis for the Language Experiment Podcast. So once upon a time... There was Kaisa from Finland and Camillo from Brazil. And these two people met in the city of Montreal, in the province of Quebec, in Canada. They met around the year 2012. Then some years passed. They got married, bought a house, and it was in the year of 2017 that they found out that they were expecting their first child. So up until that point, we had always been speaking English with each other. Most of our social circle are very international groups, so most people communicate in English, but also because we're living in a province where the official language is French. Also, the French language was a big part of our life. And coming from two different countries, we realized that in this new situation, we would have four different languages that play of a big role in our lives. And now that we were expecting a baby, this was the first time that we really started thinking about what, like, how are we going to do this? Where do we go from here? Yeah, that's true. And uh, I think the stage where we were finding ourselves at that moment was, as Kaiser mentioned, a really international stage. We had friends from all over the world. We, we used to work in a company uh, where we are dealing with people from all over the world on a daily basis. And at some point we see ourselves expecting our first child and we were kind of thinking, how can we make sure that our languages will survive in this major pot of languages that to us at that very moment would be extremely confusing to achieve something that would make sense when talking about a kid learning a language. So we were lost, yeah. basically. Yeah, and I think that's that's around the time that we started we started researching looking for books, looking for, I don't know, like blogs, websites, looking for any kind of a thing where someone will be talking about, maybe talking about their own experience or just even better, just give us this guidebook of how, how to help your kid um, learn and maintain four different languages. Or is that even a thing? Has anyone done that before? And when we were looking, obviously, at least I could find a lot of stuff that was geared towards 
raising bilingual kids. That was easy to find. And also because Canada is a bilingual country and there are a lot of, even in our group of friends, all, all local peoples, they are bilingual. They speak English and French at the very least. But it was clear that we were trying to go beyond that. But I think just the fact that I couldn't really, I couldn't really find anything that would speak about that specific topic, then I started doubting, is this even, is this even a thing? Because sometimes you're looking for something and when you don't find it, you start doubting yourself. Like, am I using the right words to, to search for this? Or is this just something people are totally advising against? And that's why these books don't exist. So it was, yeah, we were definitely, it was an uphill battle. And I was sure that People have done this before, but just when you don't find anything, you kind of start feeling feeling a little weird. It's like, am I imagining this? Yeah, and I think what what was interesting at that point, it's exactly the fact that you look around, you see people uh, doing, you see kids speaking. You are in a country where you face similar situations like this all the time but you don't know you don't know how people get there you don't know if they are actually there well if there is any any goal let's just pretend that we are analyzing achievements are they up to par so how is this possible and you start looking around and like like i said it's it's hard because it's your first time researching yeah, you know, these kind of things. So maybe you're not using the right terms. Maybe you're not googling the 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 information in the right way. Mm, yeah. And then you start to face blog posts, Facebook posts, whatever social network you're you're working on, and truly you get confused. And I can see that happening around us and was like, wow, there's so many pieces of information all over the place. But it doesn't it doesn't look like people are agreeing on, on something, agreeing on a strategy. So what's going on? Hmm. Yeah, that's that's exactly how I was feeling. So I think I think in the end, we didn't spend all my pregnancy just research, researching stuff. I think we we tried to look into it. We tried to look for several different things. And then at some point, it was, okay, we have other stuff to do as well. There's a lot of prep to do. So we just figured that, okay, we, I mean, we know for certain that I want to speak Finnish to our child. And you knew for certain that you wanted to speak Portuguese and as for English and French, we knew we would still speak English with each other. And as the environment and the community is French speaking, we knew that maybe the education from daycare to school, then that would be in French. So if it would actually go like that, we didn't know. We said, okay, let's just go for it. Let's do it. Yeah. I, and it's funny when I'm trying to remember what we were doing, remember the feeling, trying to understand what was I doing at that point, to try to even to illustrate this here right now. 
it is confusing. It is confusing to try to connect the dots from that period of time. And yes, indeed, we didn't trace a plan. It was basically, okay, that's what we want to do. The, the, the Portuguese comes from me, the Finnish comes from you. And the, the rest was basically us crossing our fingers saying, okay, outside of this environment, there is hundreds of thousands of people speaking English and French. Eventually, daycare, school, it's going to be in one of these two languages. So they are not a problem. They are a situation that is going to happen no matter what. How do we deal with our languages was the biggest question. Will our language be able to survive? How do we tackle them? Are we going to mess up? Because ultimately, if you stay here and you're going to live as a Canadian, you don't need uh, the Portuguese, you don't need the Finnish, but you will need the French if you live in Quebec and you will need the English. Mm-hmm. So how how would that play? Mm-hmm. And we didn't know. Yeah, it, it was almost like we might be taking this huge risk and setting our kid back multiple years if we make the wrong choice. And also at that point, we also occasionally got comments from other people who were asking, so what what is your plan for your child? Are you going to be speaking your own languages? Are you going to be speaking English or French? And obviously I don't think we received any ne- any negative comments, but uh, based on some of the some of the friends or pa- parents that we spoke with, I would say that the majority of them had chosen to let's say play it safe and rather than actually speaking their own language, opting for one of the local languages. So just going with English or with French from the get-go. I think that was the more common situation that that we would see. And it seemed a bit of a risky bet to take, but I think it felt natural to us. So we just decided, okay, we're gonna we're gonna give it a shot. It is an experiment. And we we can all only make a hypothesis about it, then just try it out, and then we'll see. So then, in the year 2018, in the summer, the hottest time of 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 the year in Montreal, our daughter was born, and I think the biggest biggest sort of language related thing that. I can remember from that time when she was just some weeks or some months old was how weird and how difficult it was to actually not speak English to her because we were so used to speaking English to each other and we had a cat and even to him we would speak English. It's not that I was speaking Finnish to him and you were speaking Portuguese. Our whole existence here, everything had been English and although we wanted to speak our own languages. It was so hard in the beginning. And at that point, I was barely speaking Finnish at all with anyone. It was only really with my parents that I would speak to on the phone, maybe once every couple of weeks, but I had no Finnish friends here in Montreal and I didn't travel back home so often. So 
Um, I wouldn't say my finish was rusty, but I just wasn't using it at all. So for me, it was such a big change to start speaking Finnish to this little baby, although that's exactly what I had planned. But the the difficulty in making that switch really surprised me. I think we were both struggling with that in the beginning. Yeah, in the beginning, because it don't it, it doesn't feel natural, which is which is weird to think about because it's your native language. You were born and raised speaking and listening to it. So at some point you find yourself as a parent and it's hard for you to speak your own language to your kid just because 98% of interaction for the past years they are in English. Work, friends, at home. And the 2% left, it's a mix between the French, if you are interested to keep French, which I always try to to do. So this 2% left was myself working in French, working my French, not in French, sorry, but working my French around services, restaurants, and and try to, to keep it alive. And talking to my parents back in Brazil and some Brazilians that you end up meeting here in Montreal. So these were these were the places where I speak Portuguese. Suddenly, like I said, I, I have this baby. It's my baby. It's in front of me. And it's just hard. <laughs> it's just hard to interact in, in Portuguese. So I'm seeing myself speaking English to, to the baby as well. So it's, it's tough. One thing that I can clearly remember was that we, I think you don't remember this as clearly, but it was one of the first pediatrician appointments and we were still in that phase where we were we were struggling or not struggling, but it was also at that point, you're not talking to the baby so much. She's only some weeks old, but we were there with the pediatrician. We had shared with her our plan of speaking our own languages, but then I just remember us kind of, I think like you were you were lifting her we were doing something in the in the pediatrician's office and and you spoke english as if you were speaking to the baby and our pediatrician just said hey you told me that you were planning on speaking your own languages just keep stick to that plan don't speak to her in english speak to her in finnish and in portuguese because if you don't do that she's just she's only going to speak english and probably french but just stick to your plan and that was i still remember that moment because i was like okay okay now this is the this is the little little snap or the little wake up call back to our plan now we now we just need to do it better just better get used to it and i think after that point onwards we just pushed through the weirdness and started doing it Yeah, I I think the 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 first visit to the pediatrician was was really important just because she understood our scenario. She understood what we wanted to do and she had no doubt in regards to the strategy. Mm-hmm. I I truly believe that this was something that she already had in mind, of course. She's the professional on this on this conversation but it's just interesting to 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 see that they are pushing or at least she is pushing 
the parents to stick to their own languages and with a, a clear background story for us to understand why we should do it, which 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 was good for us. It was it was really good. Mm-hmm. And of course, it's not automatically. You're not going to leave that office and just snap and be like, oh, great. So now when I'm going to look at the baby, it's going to just Portuguese is going to come out of my mouth mm-hmm. or whatever language you speak with, with your kid. No, but is your conscience that change? You will police yourself way more often. You're going to catch yourself speaking sentence in English and you correct and you translate immediately and you repeat yourself. That's the... At least that's the the mindset that we ended up adopting as soon as we left the the office. Mm-hmm. And so far, it paid off. I think it paid off mm-hmm. really well. Definitely. And it's, yeah, I think it's just this little thing. Sometimes you're doing something that you, that you don't want to do and you realize you're doing it. And then it only takes someone else noticing it and saying like, hey, you're doing it. Like you're, you're doing or you shouldn't be doing it. So it's sometimes it just, it just serves as this little reminder to yourself. Okay, back to the, back to the right path. And I'm also so happy that we had this professional who supported our plan and was kind enough to remind us, hey, stick to the path that you have chosen I think it's always good to have this cheerleader who will who will support you because I mean I'm sure there are a bunch of people who who don't have that. So at least for us it was good. Yeah, and, and I think the most interesting bit about this all these interactions is when she started to talk. And when I say started to talk, it's when she started to be able to engage in conversations. The, the simplest conversation that you can think about a little infant can have with their parents. And she started to say things in Finnish to you and say things in Portuguese to me and understand when we're talking back. We go to the routine visit to the pediatrician. And then she asks, oh, how... How's it going? Did she already say mama? Did she already say papa? And and so forth. And we start saying, well, yeah, she says papai in, in Portuguese. And she says aiti in Finnish, which is mom. And then you see that the pediatrician, she doesn't tap her own back and like, yeah, I knew it. She gets surprised as well. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, that's amazing. Yeah. So she had this plan in her own mind as well. But she also doesn't know if it's going to work, right. which is super interesting because she truly believes that if you do it, you achieve it. Mm-hmm. We didn't know, of course, we are not professionals from the area, but we had this in mind. Yeah, we should do it. Let's do it. Let's stick to the plan. We just got our biggest supporter ever. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. We don't know if it's going to work, but let's do it. Then we see little results in the beginning. We come back, we explain what's happening, and she gets amazed by it. Mm-hmm. And every time, ever since we go back, she yeah. Is every amazed. time we every time we give her an update about her language development, and our our daughter is now four and a half years old, it always amazes her. 
and she always and she always just kind of expresses how 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 proud she is and yeah. how like happy she is that we're still continuing continuing with the plan so that was that was so important exactly and if you are listening is interested to know or cu curious to know how that uh that plays out yes on during the 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 consultation the pediatrician is speaking french to our daughter we i speak our language to her while we speak english to the pediatrician so in the room at that very moment you do have four language being spoken and everything works mm -hmm. everything works and everybody understands each other i mean apart from her when we speak our language exactly <laughs> apart, yeah apart from the pediatrician we speak with the kids from our side of i mean for our family we understand exactly and from from a general perspective It makes sense. The pediatrician is not interested in what I'm talking to my kid. If I'm t if I'm telling her, oh, you need to be quiet now because dad is talking to to the doctor. Like she, this is not interesting to her. So she doesn't need to know. She doesn't need to understand. But my daughter needs, and she does. But at the same time, the pediatrician is speaking to her in French with things that are interesting to everyone. It's a consultation. Remember that. Keep that in mind, right? So it's really interesting to see how all these languages are being spoken in that room and the audience understands all the topics and subjects that are being discussed they're from their own interest whatever doesn't matter doesn't matter and everybody's is happy mm -hmm. so yeah so i think despite the difficulties in the beginning we stuck to our plan And kept speaking our own languages to our daughter when she was when she was one year old. Right after she turned one, she started daycare, which is a bilingual daycare where it's mostly French, with a little bit of English, and then a little little bit of Spanish. So it's actually like a trilingual daycare, but still the majority of the language there is French. She started there as a one-year-old, had a bit of a, maybe a six-month break when the pandemic happened, which, at which point she stayed at home with us and then went back to daycare and she's still there. Now she's in, in her last year there and she can fully understand, she can communicate in all of the languages, in Finnish, in Portuguese, in English and in French and obviously... She's like I mentioned before, she's now four and a half years old. This is just kind of like the status right now. We've come this far and so far our plan has worked. This does not mean that it will work the same way in the future, that the languages will kind of stay equal. What a lot of people are saying is that when the child starts school, then a lot of things might start changing. So maybe the school language will become more dominant and the minority languages might become a little bit weaker. That we don't know yet, but this is the situation right now. And yeah, I'd say those are the results that that we've we've seen. 
yeah. from our experience. Yeah, and I think this should be expected by everyone and anyone that is in this journey. You you will have languages that will will be stronger on your kid. And those languages are the languages that they are going to be most exposed to. And most likely, if you're in a situation similar to us, this is going to be the language of the, the country that you live in or, or the province or state that they live in because they will start interacting in school, they will have their own friends. The exposure to those languages will be longer if you consider that they have to spend X amount of hours at school discussing, discussing and learning on these languages. So yeah, you should be prepared for a hit, but you should also be aware that you, that's why you should stick to your guns and okay, when you talk to dad, it's going to be in Portuguese. When you talk to mom, it's going to be Finnish. You already know the language since, since the beginning. Let's, let's, let's continue. And I think uh, as a parent, you should also consider the situations around your kid because sometimes, yeah, sometimes it happens to us when our daughter, she decides to try to speak English to us. You need to, you need to still try to, to bring your language into the picture, but maybe she's tired at that moment. She's trying to to impress you somehow, or she, she just, she just don't want it. Okay. Give it like a little break. Like answer the question. Don't force too much, but try to, to always stick to your, to your, your language. It, it for sure is going to work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. So at least based on our experience, it has whatever we tried and whatever we well decided to do, We've been we've been pretty successful in it, and while we don't know if it's how long it will last or if it will last forever, we're remaining flexible in our own approach. So we're just gonna we're just gonna keep doing what we're doing, and we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens in the future. I guess that was that was our story, and feel free to send your questions. To us, if you if you have any, would be would be really happy to answer your questions in future episodes. If some parts of our story maybe you could relate to because you're in a similar situation, or you just thought of some questions that popped into your mind because of something that you heard, yeah, send us your questions. We'd be happy to answer them. I think this is just the beginning of our journey. We are happy to have you here listening to The Language Experiment. This podcast, we started exactly because we want to to be guides. We want to be guided. We want to be this face where a lot of people can relate to and start a conversation. So thank you so much for listening to us today. Thanks so much. See you in the next episode. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to The Language Experiment. Subscribe to our feed and follow us on all podcast platforms. Reach out to us via email and social media with your questions and topic suggestions. All links can be found on the show notes. And please share this podcast with anyone interested in raising multilingual children. 
Let's build a community together. See you next time on The Language Experiment. <laughs>